In our first reading today, we hear the wonderful story of the call of David to be the king of Israel. The prophet Samuel, he at the time was, he was kind of like the Pope, is told by God, be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem, for I have chosen my king from among his sons. So Samuel arrives at Jesse's home and thinks this is going to be a piece of cake. I mean, his sons, they look like movie stars. They were tall and they were handsome and they were, they were uh, rugged young men. He was ready to anoint each one of them as they were brought before him. But every time he, Samuel thought it was the right one, the Lord spoke to him and said, Do not judge from his appearance or from his lofty stature. Not as man sees does God see, because man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. It's only when David, the youngest, the kid, the one who was left watching the sheep is called, that the Lord says, There, anoint him, for this is the one. How true are those words, not as man sees does God see. And this can be a key to help us to understand our gospel reading today. For we see that the man born blind, a man who knew nothing but darkness, had never seen, went from not seeing to seeing, from not knowing who Jesus was, to saying that he was a prophet, from saying he was a prophet, to saying that he was from God, and finally to acknowledge him as the Savior, and even offering him his worship. He truly went from blindness to physical sight, but from physical sight to insight, and then beyond that, from insight to faith, and he saw more clearly than anyone else. The religious leaders, the passers-by, his neighbors, the crowd, and even his parents failed to see. But the man born blind, he began to see as God sees. And this is precisely what Jesus asked of each one of us. To go beyond the visible, the immediate, the obvious, the superficial acceptance of what's been told to us and move to a true and living and personal relationship and faith in Jesus Christ, our Savior. We travel through Lent in our journey to Easter, and this is what we are asked to do, to believe and to encounter Jesus Christ, crucified and risen, God and man. Savior, brother, healer, and Lord, and in fact, the light of the world. Surely we're not the Pharisees, the Pharisees who react to a good and marvelous deed with skepticism and sarcasm and anger. How stubborn and how blind they were, how foolish they sound. Wouldn't you think that as educated religious leaders they would know better? But then again, They didn't know what we know, that Jesus would be crucified and that he would rise from the dead on the third day. His resurrection, the ultimate miracle, should make faith easy for all of us, just as faith came easily to the man born blind, maybe even easier. Like Samuel, whose eyes were opened, like the man born blind, who saw and believed we should always see with the eyes of faith. Pope Francis, in his first encyclical, put it this way, 
Those who believe see. They see with a light that illumines their entire journey, for it comes from the risen Christ, the morning star that never sets. Our journey is lit by Christ, who is the light. One thing I know, the blind man, man born blind says, is that I was blind and now I see. The holy boldness of this man born blind must be ours as well. The sight become insight, the insight become faith must be our garden star as well. Because in this confusing world challenges our faith in so many ways. We're not persecuted like Christians are in some lands who've been slaughtered just for showing up for mass. But we do face a world that tells us that our faith is outdated. That the way of science and technology holds all the answers and will solve all our problems. That just a few more billion dollars will fix things. That religious belief and moral teachings are all relative. That other religions are simply alternative paths to God. And that it doesn't matter what we believe. We should follow politicians and our political party if we want the real answer. But Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. I am the light of the world, says the Lord. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Any other Savior is a false one. Any other path ultimately leads to destruction. To choose life is to choose Christ. And the man born blind received more than a physical cure of his blindness. He was also given the gift of spiritual sight, and it gave him the courage to follow Christ, to believe in the one who gave him sight. You know, it's very tempting, I really think, to wish for a miracle for ourselves. There may be those here today who are right now thinking, if only I could see a miracle like that, if only I could receive a healing like that, then I would believe. And I confess that I often think that nowadays we need something really spectacular to happen to wake people up. A new Pentecost, another Fatima, an amazing healing, or someone like Padre Pio or Mother Teresa to come out so that people would believe. But then I realized that through all of history, there have been signs and wonders and miracles that have come, and great and mighty saints are raised up, and still the world fails to take notice. I remember well when Mother Teresa, with her wrinkled face, was on the cover of Time magazine, and the caption was, A Living Saint. And the people were amazed, and then just went around their business as usual. I remember when Pope John Paul the Great went to Poland and he raised his pastoral staff over a crowd of three million people and called upon the Holy Spirit to renew the face of that land. And people were amazed and the forces of communism began to to tremble and, and shrink back in fear. And then everyone went about their business. Was this not what happened in the gospel today? The onlookers onlookers witnessed Jesus as he healed a man born blind. And they criticized and attacked him. They saw this and yet they would not believe. 
If we look at the very next chapter in John's Gospel, we see the crowd ready to stone him, to stone him. Next week we will hear of a miracle far more amazing than the one we heard of today, in which Jesus calls Lazarus dead in the tomb for four days to come forth, and he comes back to life. And we see that at the end of the story it said, many came to believe in him, but then the very next line says, from that day on they plotted to kill him. Imagine wanting to kill someone because he healed the blind and called the dead back to life. What we need is not another miracle, but more open hearts. That's why the church gives us a Lenten wake-up call every year, instead of just once in a lifetime, because Jesus is now raised up from the cross, from the tomb, and to the right hand of the Father, where he reigns forever in glory. What greater miracle do we need than that? Believe in him and trust in him and follow him. Receive his blessings, his life, and his forgiveness, his glory. I am the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus says. And I have come to give you life.